0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. Do you need new clothes? If you're like me, then you certainly do. Anti-Forever USA is where you need to be to get clothes. They got everything from hats and beanies to t-shirts and long sleeves to hoodies and windbreakers with more clothing coming soon strictly hip-hop and strictly hoop talk listeners get 10 percent off using a promo code platty that's capital p l-a-t-t-e the link is in the description of the podcast shop anti-forever usa today Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. Here joining me is a very special guest, uh, founder of Dead End Hip Hop and Dead End Sports, Kenneth Inge. Kenneth, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing well, man. Uh, You know, the city's still trying to recover from the Super Bowl loss, the epic Super Bowl loss that we experienced uh, Sunday after being up 28-3. To the Patriots. Uh, for those of you of you that don't know, or you may have figured out, I stay in Atlanta. Um, so uh, it wasn't it wasn't a good couple of days for us.
0: Yeah, man, that was that was one of the most wild moments I I remember in sports. But you know what? In this meme era, you know they'll they'll find something else, and and you'll be gone. You'll be gone, and you guys won't be the laughing joke anymore. I'm sure they'll find. I'm sure they'll find something else. of course yeah they will (laughs) they always do but we did not come here to talk about sports we came here to talk about hip-hop so today on this hip-hop podcast this is a very special one and the topic is what makes a hip-hop album a classic and for those of you that don't know i launched my classic series in uh in October of last year and I started with good kid bad city for reasons I stated in that uh in that podcast and I won't I won't reiterate those but as far as the podcast goes I, I'm making some changes to that series to the hip hop classic album series I'm still going to drop them as a surprise on the anniversary date of the release of the album so that's not changing but what's changing is now I'm establishing a criteria, and that's what this episode is about, establishing a criteria to define what makes a hip-hop album classic. And then from there on out, I can bring on any type of album, and that will lead to a debate of whether it is a classic or whether it's not. Instead of just giving you classic albums and saying these are classic albums, I'm adding some more depth and discussion to them. So I'll start the question off to you, Kenneth. What makes a hip-hop album a classic in your mind?
1: Uh you know what I think for me man it's it's about um timelessness I, I you know I think uh, classic albums typically uh withstand time they can transcend generations like even if you know some of the classic albums that were released when when before I was even born I could go back and depending on the album or depending on how it was covered or what was written about it I can understand what made that album classic and why it still can impact people today, but for me, it's really the the time is is the longevity of an album. An album has a sense of 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 timelessness to it, and um and it has a, a impact on the industry or the genre in some kind of way. So for me, that's that's what I think about when I think of a a timeless album and also it's something that immediately comes to mind like it's universally recognized by by a lot of cultural critics by a lot of fans of what of that particular genre and by artists within that genre that it's a classic so all of those factors um, go into this big pot and out comes a classic album
0: yeah I think I think you hit the nail on the head here. There's not one specific thing or specific formula that makes a hip hop album a classic. It's something it's something that's uh, more of a philosophy rather than an equation. And so with a hip hop with a hip hop album, to me what makes it classic is, and you hit on some of these points are um, impact, innovation, and success and longevity. And those things are just, you know, four words, but I think they accurately sum up, to me, what makes a hip-hop album a classic. Does it have an impact not only on the the fans, but also as well as the, the industry? How does it impact the industry? Do we see people duplicating this, or is it so unique that nobody tries to do it, a lot To Pimp a Butterfly, and what Kendrick did, and and you know there's there's other examples but that's the first that comes to mind innovation again is it is it something that is new that is fresh that is something that's so creatively different than what the genre has seen before and again success and longevity does it achieve a certain amount of success and does it stand the test of time and so time is a big thing. You and I both agree, as far as classic albums go, is there, does there, is there a length of time that has to pass before an album can be discussed as a classic, or is it just something that can be an instant classic? Because we hear that phrase all the time.
1: You know what? For for, you know, I kind of wonder. now that you mentioned that is is the phrase "instant classic" a new new thing that popped up. Um, I have to look into that. But for me. Um I say five years. I, I think five years is a good time to start having that discussion because at that point an album has been around for half a decade. Um a lot of people have had a chance to sit with it, to go back and revisit it. Uh thoughts and opinions may have changed, life experiences may have changed uh with that album. And um and and you know, I think also when albums drop, sometimes they are not recognized as classic albums. And we have examples of that. And most of everybody that's listened to this podcast hopefully would know that Illmatic and Reasonable Doubt are two that when they dropped, they were not considered classics. And they just became that over time as the rapper themselves grew. And, um, the industry grew, and we saw we started to see the impact of those albums in the industry years later, but it took it took time for us to get there we, it, it just didn't happen when it dropped. you know it, it it had to grow, it had to mature, it had to marinate you know with a lot of people and and right around and I don't even know if it was five years to be honest. Um, but I think five years is a good starting point
0: yeah i I agree five years is a five years is a good point. I think you can start having the discussion a few years earlier, but as far as i i i think that there should be some type of certification that that 's one thing I think we agree on a lot of this what makes a hip hop album a classic is subjective, and our viewpoints are different on on those on what makes a hip hop album a classic, but I'm with you on the five years. I think I think a five year rule is a very fair rule, but you know, the Twitter the Twitter sphere isn't gonna want to hear that. They want instant gratification for their favorite artist's album. They want J. Cole's album to be a classic the second it drops. They want Drake's album to be a classic the second it drops. And not just those artists, any artists in general, but you definitely see those fans um pushing it the most. I mean, I remember seeing uh just the night, the night J. Cole's album dropped, usually I stay off Twitter, but that day I decided to kind of get caught in the hype when, when the album came out and I wasn't tweeting. I was just, I was just watching the reactions and man, it was just, it was just crazy. It was instant classic when they were, when it was 10 minutes after it was released, you couldn't even have listened to the full album at the, at that point. And, you know, so it it's crazy and the word instant classic that's funny that you mentioned that you don't know if it existed in your in your era but um that that's interesting I, i'd i be curious to find out if that was if that was actually something that's been invented by you know the social media generation
1: you know i'm, I'm sure it, it, it did uh but um i just never really researched that to see that but it had to like i'm trying to actually go on google now to see but you know it doesn't <laughs> really pop up it's, it's yeah an urban dictionary but uh, I you know i don't get a, in, a time for it besides <laughs> uh 2008 when they first made the entry actually there's one here uh from two, 2003 so i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> <laughs> New nothing is new these days
0: yeah And so, um, so we, we talked about what we think, uh, make and make a hip hop album, a classic and, um, go ahead and I guess, uh, I guess, give me some, give me an album or, or that you think, and you can explain why it's a classic, like something that proves your, uh, your formula, I guess, or your, or not your formula, but your, your thoughts behind what makes the album a classic.
1: Well, you know, and I and, and I kind of been thinking about this um, because, like, when when I was when I was growing up, right? Um, so I'm I'm 41 uh, for all of you out there listening. So uh, I'm an OG. <laughs> so you know, for me, there there wasn't the internet like that. There we have digital. So we had to go to a store, buy a CD, play it. We didn't have cell phones to call our friends. We actually had to call them on the phone or actually go outside or go to their house and sit in their room sometimes we, and, and talk about it. So the idea of an album becoming an instant classic during that time didn't, didn't exist. At least it didn't exist that I know of. For us, an album was just good or great when we heard it, and that was it. We didn't care about it becoming a classic. None of that stuff mattered. We were like, "Man, this album is good as shit." Like, did you hear this? Are you listening to this? What's your favorite song? So there was a conversation around the album. Um, Over time, you know, though the albums like Illmatic or Reasonable Doubt, you know, or Ready to Die, or became classics because. Uh, the 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 industry recognized it. It was transformative in some kind of way, and it had a an a, a impact that it left in on the culture itself. Um, you know when 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 another thing is like when I'm growing up, when I was growing up, you know my dad had albums or there were albums that were classics. Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On," Stevie Wonder's "Songs in the Key of Life." Pink Floyd's uh The Dark Side of the Moon. Um uh what else? Um uh The Beatles, uh Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Club. Um so there were there were all of these albums that were out there that have been recognized as classics that um that took time. And it didn't happen right away. Now, I will say this. Most of the people when they first heard some of these albums Recognized that That album was special That they couldn't do The things that were In that album Miles Davis, Count of Blue Nobody else could do that um, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On was different than what was on the radio They didn't even want to put it out Nobody could do that they were, People were blown away Talking about war and stuff like that Stevie the songs in the Key of Life Nobody could touch it um, so it, when they were out, people knew that they were special, but they were not calling them classics. So it kind of goes back to what it was like, like it just, you need time for something to get to where it's at. Now we're in this culture where everything has to be now. It's a microwave culture. Um, like we want everything to be in a stamp it right now. It's a classic. Like you were just talking about J Cole. J Cole's album will, will never be a classic. I'll go on record of saying that. <laughs> when you heard Kendra Lamar's "Good Kid, Matt City," I would argue that that's what how people felt when Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" dropped, or "Songs in the Key of Life," or uh, uh, "What a Kind of Blue," you know. The people, the artists themselves recognized it. The people heard it, recognized it. And we saw the same thing with Good Kid Madison They were like, oh my God, what is this? Nothing like this is really out right now. And everybody was talking about it. Same thing with To Pimp a Butterfly. Everybody was talking about this one thing. And you knew that it was special. But now what, what we want to call it is, is, is an instant classic. But, what, I think we're on the five-year anniversary of, of Good Kid, Mad City?
0: Yep, it's turning five in October.
1: It's holding up. Yeah. It's holding up. But Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I listened to it last week, so it's definitely holding up. <laughs> that's a true example. <laughs> yeah, so so that that's kind of the thing, man. And,
1: you know what, I think the other thing is that sometimes albums are not classics w- when they drop. You know, I mentioned Illmatic and Reasonable Doubt, but, you know, you have others that, when they came out, nobody really even talked about them in, in that way. Like, they're revisited, and people realize and recognize that those albums are made a difference or did something that nobody even caught on to at the time because it was so far ahead of its time that time needed to catch up. And uh an example of that is Marvin Gaye, well, not even Marvin Gaye's here, my dear. Uh what I was meant to say was was uh Pet Sounds by Beach Boys. I'm I'm seeing that conversation take place and I'm going you know, I'm going back to revisit it, kinda of study up on it. Um another one, uh and I got this from Mark Maron, uh Mark Maron's podcast and I listen to it because he talks about a lot of rock albums and stuff that I just haven't even heard. He mentioned people I haven't even heard of before. And I love discovering new music, so one day he was talking about uh uh the Velvet Underground. And, you know, so I decided to look that up and you end up down this rabbit hole. But the but the point is, based on the things that I read, those that when they dropped, they were not classics. You know, nobody even knew what they had. You know, another one um that is kind of baffling my mind because when it dropped out from what I remember, where I was at, this may have been different elsewhere, the Beastie Boys, Ill Communication and Paul's Paul's Boutique um, had a significant impact in hip-hop, I think, on the sampling side of things. And the last one is Marvin Gaye's Hear My Dear. Now, look, let me tell you about this album. When I first heard this album, I thought this album was freaking fantastic and amazing. Nobody liked it at the time, but the story behind the album... Added to the mystery and mystique of what that project was, and over time, it became like, like this this big, this this project that's recognized for the greatness that it should have been at the time, but people didn't know what they were hearing. This guy wrote an album to satisfy uh, a um, a divorce settlement. And he still owed, I think the record label, to another album. So he just gave it a proceeds from the album. But he wrote the album about their relationship and put it out. And people didn't really even, even mess with it. So, you know, those are some, some examples um, of albums that sometimes it just, it takes a minute. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think we need to rush albums into classic categories, labels, or whatever you want to call it. Just let them be.
0: Yeah, i i agree with i agree with what you're saying and those are those are some great examples. Um, as As far as my generation goes, you touched on it. Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. I remember the exact. I mean that that's what's so special. Like those special albums are truly special when you know you can recite exactly what you were doing in the moment you first heard it, or you know, or you remember just. All the times listening to it and just going to every. I remember going to every friend. Like, did you hear this? Oh my god! And it it's uh And again, to pimple butterfly too, and it, it's it's kind it's kind of funny. Like with to pimple butterfly, how um, you talked about uh some jazz earlier, and my dad had put me on to jazz when I was a kid, and so like this like to pimple butterfly when Kendrick did uh when Kendrick kind of did that, like kind of tied it back. It was almost like it was almost like tying the completing the circle of my of my music history cuz i had started with my dad putting me on to like george benson and all that so as far as as far as the the albums go in the length of time i i agree with you it's not a bad thing to let it grow but one thing you did touch on is like these labels and everything and i get it i i don't like to label everything i'm definitely not that person that that labels everything but I think that it is important to you said that back in your day that there wasn't really such thing as a classic album it was just great albums that you listened to and you didn't really have a discussion about it but as far as classic albums go I think I think that's an important thing for not just hip hop but every genre because it kind of gives you the lineage it gives you the history it gives you uh it gives you a way to build a foundation like you better believe that like when I first started studying hip hop, Eric B and Kim paid in full. That was one of the first albums I heard because I'm like, OK, I, I got to hear this because all these people I look up to and respect are talking about it in such a high praise. And I might not be able to get it because I didn't live in that time. But this will at least lay some type of foundation for how hip hop got to where it is and just what um, what is great about hip hop.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I agree, man. I, I think you know, you're, you're spot on with that. You know, it's, it's like, I mean, I, I kind of get why people want to, you know, sometimes people just want to be the first.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know,
1: I think we're we're living in the in that world too, and sometimes it's okay to just kind of be, you know, and just yeah. enjoy the music
0: yeah just enjoy the moment
1: (laughs) yeah there's nothing wrong with that you know the music will get to where it is going to go at some point you can't hurry that up and it may be a classic to you and that's totally fine i have albums that are classics to me and me only because they mean something to me that they don't mean to everybody else and most of the people that that heard it critics uh fans of of in that genre don't agree and 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 that's fine but I just think that we don't need to always be in a hurry to rush something to where if that's where it belongs it's gonna be it's gonna get to
0: yeah I okay good good points now I want to talk on something that's new and you've you've been around long before streaming and so now now you can kind of provide a different perspective whereas you know I'm I'm I grew up obviously before streaming but now like really my my main years of consuming music have been through streaming and streaming has now become this popular thing and it's almost like it's almost completely diluted album sales and everything but um how has streaming changed classic albums and future classic albums?
1: Um You know, I, I I don't know if streaming will change change. Well, I take that back. I take that back. Um what what it does is it, it creates moments. We were just talking about uh you were just mentioning how when when J. Cole dropped and you were on Twitter and you were seeing the reactions of the people and that is what will push albums to a classic album status that it probably rightfully didn't even deserve because everybody in that moment that's online that's on twitter facebook wherever you are maybe instagram when you're listening to that album you're basically having a listening party with the world with everybody And it becomes a moment that you'll remember five years from now. And you'll blurt out that whatever it was at that time was a classic album when nobody else recognized it. But because you were participating in this big thing, you're remembering the moment more than the music. And the music hasn't been able to hold up Five years later. That moment you'll always have and you'll you'll never forget it. But the music wasn't able to sustain its is its, 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 its longevity uh five years later. And but because people and everybody all these people are having those moments, we run the risk of there being this big, gigantic group think That will elevate and push an album to a classic status that it doesn't deserve. That isn't universally recognized as a classic. So I think that that could be the problem that we face with streaming music. Because everybody has access to this one thing at this one time. And as I mentioned earlier, being the OG, you don't have to go out and spend $17 on a CD that you may or may not like. It makes a difference when you're shelling out cash for an album that you don't like. Right. May not like versus $10 a month for access to everything. And because you have access to everything, your ear becomes a, a, a you know, it becomes a, it degenerates because you're just listening to so much, you don't have time to really sit, process and think um about a project critically so
0: i think that's the potential threat that we run into with streaming music and as far as streaming goes one thing that you really mentioned that i wanted to get to is with all the time or with all the artists out now it seems like to me just sitting from afar again i didn't grow up through all the eras and it seems like it seems like there's just an abundance of, of rappers, especially in the hip hop. And it seems like every Friday you know this because you guys at Dead End Hip Hop have to review stuff all the time. Every Friday it seems like there's some type of release, some type of substantial release that you guys almost almost have to at least give consideration to her time and you don't even have, and you haven't even fully digested the project from last week, right? And so does that does it dilute the product or is it because an album is great at the end of the day, you're just going to choose to keep listening to it?
1: You know, I think that, um, I mean, if it's good, we'll, we'll just keep listening to it. Um, what, what does tend to happen is that we're, we're in an, an era of trends and um, an oversaturation of rappers And artists that are trying to blow up. Some that are even manufacturing it. Um, It seems like every year. We're going to get a little something pop up. A little rapper this. A little rapper that. And there'll be a trend. And then they'll be gone. You know the year after. So it's important. To stay focused on. And you know. This is becoming kind of cliche. But the culture. You know the things that matter. And. You have to be able to recognize what's a fleeting moment and, and what isn't. And sometimes, you know, to be honest, you have to let uh, let a, a, a rapper put out two or three projects before you even even get to it. Um, you know, because you have to kind of prove yourself. So mm-hmm. it, it does become difficult only with the amount of attention and maybe difficult the the wrong word to use here but uh, the amount of attention or requests that we would get for somebody that might just be hyped up for a moment and we spend this time listening to this music um, or reviewing an album and you know they're gone uh, five months later Um, so you know we have to be, be careful and selective of that and everybody should be you know, I think it's okay sometimes to have one-hit wonders. That, that's fine. But if we if we look at Fetty Wap as an example, if we would have flocked to Fetty Wap to review him just because he was hot in the moment, it would have been a waste of time. Or Trinidad James, and he's here in the city. <laughs> um, I think you just have to be careful with that. And sometimes, as a critic, as a person that's doing this, you will know you you'll recognize it and um you'll be able to make you know smart choices um uh, as time goes on
0: okay and so you you kind of you kind of mentioned the one hit wonders and like part of that is the uh easy success and i i kind of alluded to it earlier how streaming has the RIAA has adapted a formula where, to incorporate streaming into album sales because in some capacity they should be related now granted whether you think the formula is correct or not is a whole different subject but um, with with streaming in general and just uh, this goes beyond streaming just album sales in general does album sales matter whatsoever to the to the discussion of what makes a hip hop album a classic
1: I don't think it does um, Illmatic didn't chart it when it came out. Reasonable Doubt performed poorly. Um But the point is that there are albums that's gonna come out, and they're not gonna you know it, it, they may not perform well, but over time they'll become recognized for what they are, and. Possibly, maybe the sales will catch up, but for me, I don't think album sales um, is indicative of a a classic album, and I think it becomes dangerous if we use that as a measuring stick because we have so many people that could be freaking terrible or just here, here today, gone tomorrow that... To have a classic album because they sold uh uh because they went platinum and because they went plat- platinum because of freaking streaming that's you know platinum is artificially <laughs> is, is, is manufactured it's not even real you're not even going platinum is freaking streams and anybody can stream an album purchasing actual buying a physical product or A physical well, a digital product purchasing the album should be the measuring stick for album sales, not streaming. And people could basically manipulate the numbers and make everybody think they have this great project on their hands because it's so this massive amount of number of albums. And everybody's talking about it, but the product doesn't reflect the album sales. So I, I think that for me, album sales. Um, I, I don't use them as as a measuring stick for whether an album is classic or will be a classic album in the future.
0: Okay, and I see where you're coming from and I slightly disagree, but I want to point out some of the things because I do believe that, like you said, it shouldn't be, it definitely, to me, it definitely shouldn't be a measuring stick. Like album, sa- album sales should not be a huge measuring stick, but I think it should be part of it because it does somewhat speak to uh, it does speak to the impact it has on people but you can but even with impact you can more so you can look at what it does on the industry. I think that's more important than what it does to as far as the average listener. But you you spoke on it earlier, these manufactured platinums and let's take Drake views for example. Now I'm not gonna get too in depth with it but essentially because of streaming it, it's X amount of streams equals uh equals an album sale. And so if one song off Drake's album like let's say one dance the most popular song was streamed millions upon billions of times, then that right there that one song can make an album that that can make an album platinum. And that's how Drake went platinum four plat four times platinum in 8 months when the Beatles haven't done that it when it took them years to do that. So you know, it, it, it shows that streaming has broken the numbers and they definitely need to readapt that model and that's a that's a whole nother discussion. You say you say it shouldn't matter at all. I think they should in some aspects. I think it does correlate to showing the impact of the masses, like you said, Illmatic and reasonable doubt. Those are, even though they weren't selling at first, they've now become, I believe both of those are in the top 10 with Ilmatic in the top five for hip-hop albums sold of all time. So people are going to buy it event- eventually when, when it grows on them and if it grows on them. So I think that you have you almost have to look at sales as part of it. Now, to me, it's, it's the least important part, but to me, I think it has to be a part nonetheless.
1: You know what, uh, man, I'm, I'm glad you brought up drake's views because i think that's perfect oh my god i think that's perfect (laughs) mainly because four times platinum right and when that album dropped the reception to the album wasn't very good it still isn't yeah it's four times platinum and somewhere down the line maybe even right now on Twitter somebody saying that album is a classic album that person is a fool uh, I'm sorry to offend anybody that like <laughs> but it, it's just it's just not Drake's best work and this isn't just my opinion there are a lot of people that are saying that um so when you look at what he did with that album four times platinum wouldn't make some people stop and think that it was a classic album, but it's not. You know what? And this is a discussion for a a later time, but I think it's also funny, and there has to be a correlation between um, very basic, generic music and popularity and, and mainstream success. Because the worse Drake's music became, the more he sold. I think that's incredible oh. to me. There has to be something
0: <laughs> to it. Yeah, there, there's something in the water for sure. Um, yeah, and and so as far as as far as streaming goes, it it, to me it it, honestly, streaming has made sales, uh, has made sales as as least relevant as possible as far as my perspective goes on on success of an artist, and um, so. I I wanted to I wanted to ask you this with um with this era of streaming and everything and you know you see all all of these artists going platinum and you mentioned, you know, Fetty Wap and all that and how they clearly don't have classics and you don't think that sales in any way equates to the classic dis or the discussion for what makes a hip hop album classic. Let's talk the impact of let's talk the impact it has on the industry because to me i think that's almost the most important aspect of it how does it impact the industry are contemporaries copying that or and it's becoming the new sound the new wave the new popular trend or is it so creative and out there like to pimp a butterfly was that nobody can replicate it because nobody can do that or nobody has the confidence to try and do that
1: i I think it's a little bit of both um sometimes an an artist or an album is so out there that other artists won't even be won't even try and touch it um and sometimes the artists themselves are so great they have that it factor they, there's something about them that that makes them special like like jordan or or you know Brady or Kobe or LeBron that you just have to be good at what you're good at and because you know that you don't have that special thing that they have that to that they have right um so so for me i think that when if if a project comes out and it's just the impact is so profound that artists were like, yo, man, I, I I, can't even do that, man. And they'll just leave it alone. But you will have some out there that will try to replicate <laughs> what was done and it, it, it'll either sound like a hot mess or we'll hear that they're copying and biting. We know in hip-hop, well, back in my day <laughs> as the OG. The OG. yeah. Uh, biting wasn't even allowed like you were whack if you were biting nowadays is was way uh, is permitted people actually can do it and um people look at it as what, what, what's the saying um imitation is the uh how does that go I'm not bad with cliches imitation is a great yeah. form of flattery oh yeah 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 so you'll have that so they they flip that but um so you' have people that will try to mimic what they did because it worked and I would argue, and I, I wouldn't even argue, I'll just say it. I think that's why we have so much bad music out now. Because sometimes they don't even have to be a, be classic. And, and it's venturing a little bit beyond the main topic of this show. But it still kind of highlights what some people try to do when they hear a classic album that's mm-hmm. recognized by everybody to Pimple Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City. Everybody wants that but everybody's not Kendrick. You can't do that because if you could, you would would have already done that. But if somebody has a My Way or if somebody has um, a, a, a Trinidad James song that go, goes uh, becomes a big hit, if somebody has a, a Migos song that becomes a big hit or whatever the popular trend is at the time, if somebody does that, then... Uh, less talented person that's in their closet will come along and try to do that because it's easy to do that it's harder to make what Kendrick did or what Nas did or what Jimmy Hendrix did um Bob Marley and and all of these guys um so they just do what that bad rapper or artist did and then you have, well, I'm not getting into all of that. So, but anyway, but the point is that it's harder to do what the really uber talented people can do. Or it's harder to make these classics. So, yeah, a lot of people are going to stay away from it because they can't do it. Now, those that have some level of talent will try to do it. But, you know, it, it just won't be the same. It just won't be the same. <laughs>
0: And I like, I like what you brought up and everything. And I think you brought up some good points. Uh, and I think, I think with to Pimp bar, I think the closest imitation you're going to see is what Mac Miller did with the divine feminine. I think that's the, the classic. I think that's the only, the closest imitation you'll see to that. But yeah, you talked about the, you know, you got the designers out there that just do, you know, exactly, exactly what other artists do. And I think that's what's that's what I think that's another way to look at a classic album have people tried to replicate it and and seeing how they did versus the artists that did the classic album I think that can actually almost in a weird way be an example of proof that this album is classic because look at all these people that tried to do this but they couldn't do it to that level
1: that is a very 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 good point Yeah, that is a good point. Um, You know, the interesting thing about Mac Miller's The Divine Feminine is, is, uh, sonically, I did like that album. I did too. (laughs) It wasn't To Pimp a Butterfly. I don't even really like Mac Miller like that. But I like the sound. So yeah, you could probably come close to a sound. But that album is nowhere near close to
0: uh, Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, and so, all right. So I think we've established as far as as far as what makes a hip hop album a classic. Uh, Ken, why don't you why don't you summarize your points and um, why don't you summarize your points of what makes a hip hop album a classic for the listeners? Just to kind of just to kind of bring everything to a a full circle.
1: Well, you know, for me, is uh, is impact um, is is whether or not your peers recognize what you've done um, the industry recognize oh, not the industry the critics recognize what you've done and, and I, w- I need to say this for somebody listening, the critics get it wrong too
0: <laughs>
1: they have to go back and, and uh, check themselves and try to get it right, it, it happens it, but we're human, we're not perfect sometimes the albums themselves are just too far out there. We just don't get it. Um, I think time, an album has to grow and mature over time to become the thing that it will eventually become if it's meant to be that. And, you know, when you hear the album, you associate it with, with it being classic. Even if you've never even heard the album, you've just heard so many people talking about it that, you know that in that genre, it's known as a classic album. So um, that recognition, I think, is is important. But like I said, that when Marvin Gaye's "Here, My Dear" dropped, when "Reasonable Doubt," Illmatic, Outkast, um, The Roots, uh, when when all of these albums dropped, some of them were recognized as classics, some were not. And you know, for for me and for my peers. You know, I was talking to Brandon about this. You know, for us, man, we we just enjoyed the music. It was good. It was great. And that's the other thing. Sometimes it's okay to just be great. It's okay. Yeah. Everything doesn't have to be a classic. And that's one of the things that annoys me the most. I think we're always comparing something to the upper echelon of, of, hip-hop or rock or r&b or jazz and and trying to say if it doesn't meet that that standard then it's whack or it's a flop or it's not good and that's just not true it's okay to be good because you know you give us something to listen to um you know on a a day-to-day or week-to-week basis so um that's it for me man and and you know i think the other thing is that you know um it's okay that sometimes the world don't, doesn't recognize that, and you know, the whole world or the whole U.S. or whatever doesn't recognize an, an album as a classic. Sometimes you can have regional classics. Uh, like, you know, if you come down south, you know, 8 Ball MJG's coming out hard on the outside or their second album On the Outside Looking In are recognized as classics. Scarface's The Diary or The Fits are recognized as classics. But the world itself may not see it that way. And that's okay. Um, So yeah, for me, I think all of those things kind of mesh together to form a a classic album. And over time, the people, the people will recognize it as a classic album. And last thing I want to point out is that there's a show on BET called Unsung. And you sit there and you watch this show and it takes you back to when you were growing up or when you were young, at least for me, uh, cause a lot of the artists were old groups and you know, I just recall like, Oh man, I remember that. That was, that was my shit. Oh man. I love that, that song, but not once unless it was, am I saying it was a classic? It's just a good song and a, and a good memory and a time. And that's fine. So you know it's okay. It's okay, people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not this. We have this society that's just so obsessed with, and you see it in sports too. He's either a star or a bum. He's he's not, and you know sports sports analogies uh do often go hand in hand with music. But one thing that you mentioned earlier, and that I forgot to put, and I had it in my notes, and it was a specific like phrase that I that I have, and to me when it comes to when it comes to numbers and the argument of numbers it's not it's not uh it's kind of off topic to go back to this but i wanted to circle this point back because i missed it in in the moment and with with the numbers you, when you use sales as a way to define an album as a classic it's sports and music that's where they separate music is art art is always subjective it's not it's not sports where you can use numbers to prove if, uh, something it's just it's all about just the understanding of the genre of the music of the art and then understanding and, and with that understanding you make that decision not with outside perspectives such as numbers but um to conclude I I said that impact innovation success and longevity are the keys to what make a hip-hop album a classic does it impact not only people but The industry. How does it impact the industry? I think that's perhaps the biggest thing. Innovation. Is it new? Is it creative? And it doesn't have to be innovative to be a classic album. I mean, Good Kid Mad City wasn't innovative. It was just. Kendrick wasn't the first person to make an album, a hip hop album that was a story. He just did it in a really great way. And so it doesn't have to be innovative. And there's tons of examples. Um, of albums that aren't innovative but they're but they're great and they're classics and again success and longevity does it stand the test of time and does it have some type of success or foundation of success and so that that those are my thoughts on what make a hip-hop album a classic and now we gave and now that you gave yours ken i think hopefully for the classic album review podcast going forward you guys now understand and have at least taken what we've said and maybe formed your own idea of what makes a hip hop album or just an a music album in general a classic. And so this is this is basically the rule or the thoughts behind applying what will make a hip hop album a classic for my future podcast. So Ken I want to thank you for coming on and if those and if there's somewhere out there the fans that are hip hop heads that don't know what you do. I don't know how that'd be possible, but uh, go ahead and plug yourself.
1: Uh, Man, yeah, this has been great, man. I, I really enjoyed uh, this, this conversation. Um, yeah, if, if you guys um, are looking for, for us, you can find us um, on Dead In Hip Hop. You can just go to the website, deadinhiphop.com. That's Dead In, like the Dead In sign, uh, hip hop. And, or, you know, you can type it in Google. Either way, it'll, it'll pop up. But the easiest way is to just go to the website, deadandhiphop.com, and you'll find everything there. Um, I also do a sports show. Um, we drop every Wednesday and Thursday. So, Thursday is the basketball show called Off the Bench. And you can find that on offthebench.com and Dead in Sports at deadinsports.com as well. The podcast can be found on SoundCloud, but you go to the website, you'll find everything you need there. And that's it.
0: Awesome. Now, unlike you, I'm not popular enough to where you can just Google search my name and my stuff comes up. So I have to be very specific. So go to Twitter or Facebook and search Chris Platy. on Twitter. My username is at Crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y 1132. And on there, you'll find a link to both my NBA and hip hop podcasts. So I post NBA podcasts every Tuesday, although this one got delayed because of because of uh, some some issues with the guest and and recording. But generally, they drop Tuesdays and uh, they drop Tuesdays are my NBA podcast. Sorry, and Thursdays are my hip hop podcast. And once again. Once again, Ken, thank you for coming on. This was great. This was a great discussion, a discussion I've wanted to have for a long time, and I hope we provided some fans uh, some clarity as far as what makes a hip-hop album a classic.
1: Thanks, man. It's, it's, It's been fun. I really enjoyed it.
0: Once again, I want to thank Ken, the founder of Dead End Hip Hop and Dead End Sports for coming on my show. It was a great discussion and this will be a little taste of something we have major in the works right now. So stay tuned over the course of the next several weeks for more information on that. Enjoy your day and thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to support the podcast on all social media platforms. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiscalii Ribocyclib 200 mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiscalii is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiscalii Ribocyclib 200 mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiscalii is right
1: for you.